Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Deb. How are you today? I'm feeling a lot better, Liz. Are you? Yeah, I am. Are you? That's so good. Yeah. By the I'm, way, I'm we had a great time, our husbands, and yeah, we, we all we got did. together over the weekend. We had a lot of... And we had a time. lot of conversation and we a lot did. of wine and a lot of laughter. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And that was one of the first times that our husbands have been... Uh, together when there hasn't been music playing yeah so they yeah. had no nothing else to do but to chit chat uh-huh. and then you and I got in the pool and left them over at the table and I thought how I wonder how uncomfortable that's gonna be and then they ended up over by the over pool, by the pool. <laughs> exactly I don't think it was uncomfortable though I no. think my husband was just like that pool's been calling my name all night yeah, yeah. no actually John had a great time yeah so, so did Tom yeah, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, That's that was fun. fun. So it's nice to see you. You have a little bit more light in your eyes than you have actually for a while. I think you are feeling better. I, I physically feel better. Funny. You know, it's just funny how grief, um, and I know we're not talking about grief today, but I noticed last night, so I had a really pretty decent day yesterday, a few things here at work that were tr- troubling, um, and I fell asleep on the couch. Like, I would have... Had I been in bed, I would have fallen asleep at like 8.30 or something. I, I just fell asleep early. But I woke up, and then I was kind of awake. Right. And then when I moved to my bed, I laid down in bed, and I got sad about my dog. Mm. And I laid there in my bed, and I cried for probably 10 minutes. Just I just missed my dog. And then it was like, okay. And then I went to sleep. John asleep? He was asleep. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't know you were crying. No, no. So it's like this grief thing is just, you know. And grief comes in waves. It really does. Yeah. I mean, I still grieve. You know, there's a lot of people that would say in my life, you need to get over it. Right. I just, I hate those words. <laughs> I, I hate those words too. I, re- um, I really do. But grief really does come in waves. And I mm-hmm. still grieve losses that I suffered, you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Loss of relationship, lots of loss of um, community. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my dad, we just passed the anniversary yeah. of my dad's death. It was four years ago. And so that's a that's a wave, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, his birthday's coming up in a couple of days. And so I'm sure that it'll hit me again, you yeah. know, kind of this wave that comes and goes. I don't yeah. think about him at all. And then all of a sudden there'll be an anniversary or, or a picture will come up or whatever and it comes in waves and so that's certainly the way the way life goes is that there's you know grief grief comes in waves it's there's always what the five stages of yeah exactly like that and and I've heard that you know some people talk about them that they're very succinct and you have this first and this and this and this and other people talk about you might have number five first five first and that I think that's probably more like me 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 too I'm a little more mixed up me too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, I'm a food pop processor. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yesterday was uh, Tom and my 35th wedding anniversary. Uh, and your picture. Oh, my goodness. It was so cute. I haven't changed a bit. <gasps> you guys haven't. <laughs> you guys have not. You guys are both so cute. Well, the picture was so adorable. It was so 1980s. Yep. Him in his white tuxedo. Yep. 
and me and my white dress and our rose, you know, our pink roses yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It <laughs> yeah. was very it was very 1980s for sure. Yeah. He wore white high top Reeboks <gasps> with his tux, Reebok tennis shoes. Nice. And he all of his guys wore gray tuxedos and he gave them all a pair of gray Reeboks as their as groomsmen their... gift. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I had pearls and gave all my girls pearls and yeah, it was very it was yeah. very 1980s. Yep. Yep. We yeah. I, well when I got married to Greg, our Ours was similar. Absolutely. <laughs> so. But you didn't get married in a church. Yeah, we did. Oh, you did? Greg and I did. Oh. Uh-huh. For some reason, I thought you got married at the theater. Our reception, reception was, was at, at the, the theater. theater. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. cool. It, yeah. So. Oh, cool. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, that sort of leads into kind of an interesting morning that you've had. Uh-huh. It feels warm in here, huh? That's okay. Okay. We Sorry, don't, we don't need the air. If, if you see us sweating, yeah, if, if you're, yeah, yeah. You, those of you just on the podcast can't see us, but yeah, yeah if you're watching on video, um, so yes, you had an interesting morning. I had an interesting morning. Um, I had coffee, not breakfast, not just coffee, um, tea actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it matters. Followed by ice water. Not that it matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, with a cousin of mine mm-hmm. from whom I have been mostly estranged for many years. And were you nervous going yeah, into this meeting? Yeah. Almost to the point where I just thought, this isn't, I want to walk away. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to do like, this. Like this isn't going to be anything good. It's not going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I wanted to walk away because, you know, there, through the extremely, and there's, I'm not going to, you know, throw her under the bus at all by saying what did or did not happen. But when you're in crisis, um, the last thing you need is for other people to be adding to the difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. So you tend to pull away mm-hmm. from anybody who's just complicating your life. Right. And then getting back to that to that relationship prior to the crisis is a very difficult thing to do because sure. there's so many hurt feelings and there's you know words that you can't take back and exactly. all that kind of stuff exactly. so um you know it's not uncommon for those kinds of breaks in relationship to probably last longer than they should mm-hmm. um you know like past the time of crisis mm-hmm. And yet, getting back on track is hard. Yeah, it takes it takes work on both sides, and it really takes a commitment of, of forgiving and letting go, and 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 you know, kind of d- making a decision together to start over. And yeah, and, and you know, I hear a lot of psychologists and stuff. They they've kind of gotten rid of the of the language of move on, just mm-hmm. move on. Uh, rather, rather, the word is to move forward. Mm-hmm. Because when you move forward, there's the the picture that you're that you've got what you've got with you still. Exactly. You know, and your baggage. Exactly. You know, you don't you don't leave that behind. And you just, don't move yeah. on without your baggage and, and right. you know, collect two hundred dollars and pass go. Right. <laughs> right. You you have to move forward and figure out how that baggage or those skeletons mm-hmm. um uh, change you. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. and you look for you try to maybe try to let go of some of the bad and just hang on to the good to the right. good lessons that you've learned and that kind of a thing. So I am not a move on kind of person. I really am a move forward kind of person. And sometimes I get stuck because the baggage just is really heavy. Yeah. You know? I I can relate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was a little bit nervous. Um, She had reached out to me actually a year ago before my daughter got married. And then because of COVID, it was just hard to do. It was hard to do. Mm -hmm. And we did my daughter's wedding and all that kind of stuff. And... So now her son is getting married, and, and it was it was a good opportunity. It was a good time to kind of, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it started out with her apologizing for a number of things that she That's... had said. But here's the thing. Here's what I know. And I, and I did encourage her. Hopefully, I encouraged her with, with my acceptance of her apology. But also, you know, when we are excited about something. Mm-hmm. We tend to want to share it with everybody we meet. How many people have you known who like, every time you see them, you're like, she's going to talk to me about Mary Kay. She's going to talk yeah. to me about Mary Kay. I just want to keep walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you don't have to even hate Mary Kay. You can completely love the product. But you just don't want to talk about it. You just don't want to talk about it. And you don't want to buy it. And you're like, I, I, I still have all the foundation from their last meeting. I still have that lipstick. It's yeah. great. You know? <laughs> right. And, but of course that's, of course they're going to talk to you about Mary Kay mm-hmm. because they love it. Yeah. And they're passionate about it. Yeah. And I think that in many ways that that's exactly what happened is that she was a new Christian. Mm-hmm who was very excited about the things she was learning. Mm-hmm. And she thought, when I was in crisis, that her job was to give me all the Christianese, all the Bible verses, all the, you know, tell me all the things that, you know, God wanted me to know in the right. midst of this crisis. Right. When all I really wanted was just a friend. Right. You know, all I really wanted was, because I know all the things she knows. Right, right. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I grew up in the same way. So I knew all the stuff that she knew. And um, so anyway, it was it was good. It was a, it was a good conversation. Good. Yeah. Has she has she kind of shifted in her way of thinking? Absolutely. And, and so obviously she has if she had the wherewithal to think I probably owe Liz an apology for maybe not being sensitive. I Right. It makes me think of things where there's lots of situations. You're exactly right, where you're so excited about something that you might you might not be as sensitive as you could be. It's like what what was the story about being at the funeral? And, oh, yeah. And, so we were together at a funeral, and the and the pastor said, you know, if you think of his girlfriend, the the, the yeah. young man who passed away, young man. Yeah, he was. Um, he was too young to die. Yeah. Um, if, if if his girlfriend, don't ask her what she needs. Don't tell her, if you need anything, right. call me. Yeah. Because all that's doing is adding one more thing to her for, plate. For her to feel like she has to do and she's not in a place to reach out. Right. Whereas if she comes to your mind, call her up. 
take her to lunch, yeah. um, go to her house with a gift basket, bring her some gift cards. Because if she's coming to your mind, that's that's it, the prompting. That's the prompting. And it makes us feel good to say, hey, if you need anything, mm-hmm. call me. That makes us feel good. But it doesn't do anything for her yeah. except to add to her plate. Exactly. So exactly. that's that's exactly how to handle people. I, you know, I I have learned through my own crisis, through my own journey, um, a little bit more yeah. about how to treat others when they're going through crisis. Yeah. I we know. I think we've all been probably not we all, but those of us who were born again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At an earlier age, earlier stage of life, we I gave our hearts to Jesus, mm-hmm. washed in the blood, mm-hmm. use whatever exactly terminology. All, all, all that all that stuff. Um, I know that I can think of a couple occasions where in one of them I'm just I, I'm horrified, but I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I really am sort of horrified. Like I, but it's okay. Yeah, I know. So when you become a Christian, then any other religion is wrong and bad and evil and of the devil and all of that. Any, I don't care what any other one. So especially the Mormons though. So, um, we had been learning in a Bible study about how, how bad the Mormons were and are and all that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had been watching some films and I mean, you know, the reality is, is that when you listen to the, the foundational structure of any religion and you really listen to it, it all sounds kind of weird, right? you know, but if you think that your weird thing is the truth, then any other weird thing is going to be... Is weirder. Is weirder. <laughs> right. So, um, one day, uh, it was when I was young married, and um, I had, I can't remember who was at my house, but these two young Mormon missionary young men showed up at my door. And um, I proceeded to, they're not supposed to come in to your house. Right. But I think one of them liked my sister. <laughs> and in fact, I'm pretty sure that that's where we met these two young Mormon kids and my sister had invited them over. So okay. one of them kind of liked my sister. So they broke their own law okay. of not entering the house and they came in. Okay. Well, I trapped, I had them in a jail trap <laughs> for hours. In a Bible trap. And, and I had that film and I... Sh- I, why I'm all of a sudden talking with a southern accent, I don't know. <laughs> because you all of a sudden became a preacher. All of a sudden Can became I get a, an amen. I did. And so, <laughs> but I had those Isn't kids. I funny. had those kids in front of the TV, and I had one of them weeping. Right, like I, I don't know what I said, but. Did they walk away from their Mormon faith? I don't know whatever happened, but I know that they, I'm pretty sure what my sister said that happened is that whoever moves you, moved them out of Fresno, they were gone. Bam. Gone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So either I did my job or I was a horrible human (laughs) that day. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I look back at that and I think about that and I, it makes me want to, throw up yeah you know I mean that is just so that's how how far off base 
you can get in a belief system that you think is is right and mm-hmm. and then you're blinded to everybody else and wow that happens to a lot of younger people especially you mm-hmm. know where you get this idea and it's the way and the thing and you know so i i've <laughs> i've asked the universe for forgiveness many times for that cuz i just felt you know, when I actually realized what happened that day, mm-hmm. I felt horrible. Because you just completely stomped all over his I face. I completely and, stomped. I just yeah, blew holes. just basically all. said, this is wrong and this is a sin and let me show you why. Yeah, and, and like I said, I had that young man weeping because yeah. he just was so confused. Yeah, right. He was confused. And, I confused him. And he Right. And he was probably from a Mormon family. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he was out there doing a mission, that means he was from he a Mormon was, family. And what you're asking him to do is to walk away from everything the rest of his family believes and oh, everything he was raised oh, to believe. Oh, Holly Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> you are just horrible. You're not, though. <laughs> so, that's what, I think that that's what passion yeah. and, and well, it, you know, especially that young, I mean, even as I a, know. even in, in the Christian tradition, the Bible says, return to your first love. Right. And, right. and in that particular scripture and in that particular context, what it's saying is, remember when you first found your faith? Right. Remember how excited you were about it? Right. I want you to remember that again. And, you know, a lot of um, uh, counselors and stuff will use that in, like, marriage counseling. Yeah. Remember how when you, you... When you first fell in when love. When you first fell in love and that blush, when you could just walk past him and your heart would pound and your body yeah. would break into yeah. a sweat because you were within six inches of him, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Remember that kind of passion from the beginning yeah. of, of, of your relationship. But in, in the Christian tradition, it's remember that yeah. from your yeah. beginning with your relationship with yeah. the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so that kind of passion can be great, but it can also be very, very mis- misleading and misguiding and, and, and actually used for something really wrong. Right. You know, and right. so we it have can really to... break a person's spirit. Oh. Uh, cause a person to lose their faith mm-hmm. and definitely cause relationships to end. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, one of the most important um, things that we have in this world are relationships. And if the last four or five years have taught us anything, it's how fragile yeah. relationships are. Oh, I mean, and it's kind of about this very thing. You know, people right now are so impassioned politically in one camp or the other, mm-hmm. and they're right mm-hmm. that it, it, you know, you can get in an argument with somebody or a discussion and be in tears and, and because, you know, and because of someone's passion and I don't know, I, we have to just be really, really careful. So it kind of sounds like in a way that's where she was at with you in her younger years. And then now she's realizing, Hey, and even though it was, we were both in our, you know, probably late, well, probably in our mid 40s or early 40s when when the relationship was fractured but she became a believer she became a, a Christian mm-hmm. uh, even though she was raised up in the church like mm-hmm. I was raised up in the church it wasn't until she was more in her late 30s or mm-hmm. probably late 30s that it became that real it became really real for her. her and she felt like she had a calling on her life mm-hmm. to you know to share this with everybody she knew mm-hmm. and I that is that. not a 
that is not a bad calling. No. I mean, I think all of us feel, that's why we're doing this podcast, because we feel like there are people who can be encouraged mm-hmm. um, exactly. by moving forward with their baggage right. a- instead of having to leave it behind. Right. And having an opportunity to, to, to look at the fact that there's a lot of, lot of us who are this we're in the same place and we all we a lot of us have have experienced the same kinds of hurts and there's people aren't alone right you know and so yeah that is that is true we because of our passion of of how we feel so even you and I have to be careful too you know we have to be careful that we're open and that we acknowledge all people and all beliefs and and accept people for where they are Exactly. And I don't want anybody in the last few minutes of my conversation with my cousin today kind of ended, you know, talking a little bit about religion and her saying, but you still believe this. You still believe like I maybe not. Oh, no. You know, and it's just Mm -hmm. and and I know that that comes from a place of love. I I know it does. And so I just, you know, had to say, it's okay, though. It's okay. You know, let me be where I am. And I think that I think that she understood that, and yeah. and I think it ended on a very positive note. That's, that's encouraging. Um, yeah, that maybe really... maybe you guys can start in a new place. You can't really go back to where you were, but maybe in your the rest of your years, you guys can at least find common ground and have exactly. a place to have a friendship again. Exactly, because I mean, obviously, there's only you know there's only six of us on the planet, seven of us actually, who have the same. A set of grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, so it's her and her two siblings and me and my three siblings. Mm-hmm. So there's seven kids who had the same set of grandparents and the same experiences as children and the same, you know, playground, mm-hmm. exactly. you know, growing up. And so when there's only seven people on the entire planet who can share in your story, right? you know, in that intimate that, kind that, of way. That, that's an important relationship that you would want to keep. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's why, you know, when I see siblings um, and, you know, our my siblings are, we can have a very challenging relationship. My children certainly have challenging relationships with one another. But in the end, you know, when it's all said and done, it's me and my three siblings right. that have the, the, the singular story. Right. You know, the, the same houses, the same memories, the same mom, the same dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a half-sister who has a, a different story, um, a different experience, right. because she's she wasn't in our home in that, in that singular story with the mm-hmm. four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that's what I kind of encourage my kids. You know, you don't... You don't have to like each other today, but yeah. but in the end, you know, it's just you're the all you have. You you're all you, you have as far as those those birth to death kind mm-hmm. of connections. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I do. And I it's do. really important that you have those. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So, are you guys? Do you have another coffee date? No, <laughs> no, we don't at this point, and and it you know it's okay, but um, it does feel, you know, I have. I am glad that I went because one of the things that I've been wishing that I could hear mm-hmm. is an I'm sorry, you know, and there's probably three or four people who really, 
whose words and actions broke my spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not a lot of people. It's just this. And, and the only reason that people have the power to do that is because you love them. Right. That's right. That's right. And other people who say things, you can just, "Eh, whatever, that's whatever. But when, when people, when your spirit is kind of broken or bruised, it's because you love that person. Yeah. And so hearing you know, hearing those incredible words from somebody that I love so much has, as opposed to, ugh, family says dumb things, just you just need to get over it. Right. Which, you know, the words I'm sorry really matter. I remember yeah. when I was yeah. young, yeah. I used to have, I used to have words written on, and sayings written on my binder. Do you remember those kind of cloth slash corduroy sort of binders? I do. And I used to take my permanent marker and write, mm-hmm. you know, phrases on them. Yeah. I bet you did the same thing. I mean, I think we I did. all did. Or we wrapped our books in mm-hmm. um, paper bags. Yep. And then we would write. Right on them. Absolutely. I, I would write little peace signs, and I probably would still do that today. <laughs> I'm sure that you would. <laughs> but I remember two in, in particular that I wrote on my binder. One was, love means never having to say you're sorry. Which is from the movie Love Story, mm-hmm. Ryan O'Neill, mm-hmm. Ally McGraw. <laughs> yep, yep. And the other one was, and I don't know where this comes from. Maybe it's Shakespeare. I don't know. Um, laugh and world laughs with you. Cry and you cry alone. Now I have no idea where that comes from, but I do remember my mom seeing both of those things on my binder and said, "Oh, you are so wrong with those. First of all, love means saying you're sorry." It doesn't mean not saying you're sorry. Right. Love means you say you're sorry. Well, I would maybe agree with your mom. I remember an episode <laughs> from um, um, from Home Improvement from back in the nineties, where um, you know she's di- where he was giving one of his son Tim Taylor, Tim mm-hmm. the Two Man Taylor, yeah. was giving one of his sons marital advice. You know, his son was only nine or whatever. You say, I'm sorry. No matter what it is, you just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even before they start talking, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but it's true that love means saying you're sorry. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I, you know, that laugh in the world laughs with you, cry and you cry alone. Um, she said, that's not true. When you, have a, when you have people in your life, when you have relationships in your life, um, people will cry with you. Now, that is... Even though my mom told me what she felt about both of those, she actually didn't do them. Has not really. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it, it's harder. They're, it's harder they're, to. They're good concepts. Yeah, it, it is harder to for some people to abide by those than others. Yeah. But I found that when I was happy. I had a lot of friends, and when we were going through crisis, we lost them all. Yeah. So I did find in my life that when you laugh, the world laughs with you, and when you cry, you cry alone. Mm-hmm. So that, in fact, has been a life experience for me and my husband personally. Mm, I know. I know. You got, you, you've had that more than I have. Right, which is exactly why when we know people who are in crisis or going through something hard, we make the effort. Right to even if it's just bring a meal or, you know, right. uh, send them a card, tell them or think about them. Or, right. you know, nowadays you've got all these social media. So just go on and just say, I love you. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. you because we don't want 
the people that we love right. to feel like they uh, are not as important to us when right. we're going through crisis. Right. It makes me think of, um, we went to this funeral service um, on Saturday for a friend of my husband's. Um, I, I did not know the woman. I had met her one time, and actually, um, at the time when I met her, she worked at, at a hospice here in town. And, and I was super interested back then. This would have been, this would have been eight or nine years ago where I, when I first met her and, you know, she encouraged me, but I didn't, I didn't do it then, but yeah, go over here and sign up and do this. Cause I was super interested even then to do hospice, hospice stuff. But anyway, this, this woman died, um, way too young, 50, early fifties, early to mid fifties, um, and her story was tragic, and I don't, I don't want to say it on our podcast because mm-hmm. I don't know how public it is or whatever, but it, it was just very, very sad, and she went way, way too young. And um, I sat there at this service, and, and this has happened to me several times where I've been the hired singer, and I wasn't, I did, I wasn't hired to sing this time. I just was a guest. Yeah. But where I'm sitting there basically at a service where I don't know the person Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, man, I wish I knew that person. Mm. I so wish I would have known that person because that person just sounds like an amazing person, you know, and, you know, she wasn't famous. She wasn't a rock star or whatever, but in her circle... She was well loved. She and she loved Welly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She loved well. She loved well. I mean, she, you know, and and it, I, I have often come away from those kinds of things going, gosh, I want to be, I want to be like her. I don't even know her. Yeah. I just have to hear everyone's testimony about about this person. Yeah. And and just how much she gave and loved. And it was just, it was beautiful. It was just beautiful. Yeah. And, and it just kind of goes along with the idea of, you know, wanting to be the best person you can be and, Mm -hmm. you know, reaching out to the people who are sad. I mean, this, this person would send cards all the time. Every single person who got up and talked says, I've got a drawer full of cards. I can't see my refrigerator anymore because it's plastered with cards and, Because she just knew how to, how to do that, you know, and I don't think she was trying to evangelize anybody. And I think she was just, she wasn't trying to change anybody's mind about, about anything. anything. She was just, she was just trying to love them right where they were. Telling people, Hey, I, I see you. Yeah. I see you. Aren't those great words? You know, I I see you. I see you over there hurting and Mm -hmm. I don't, I I can't do anything, but I see you. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just, I came away from that going, yeah, that I, I want to be her. I want to be like that, Yeah, you know, and, and I, and it, it, it did, it brought to mind the many, many times where I've, you know, when I was younger, right? not so much now, you know, thank goodness for paradigm shifts and changes and growth and old age and gray <laughs> hair. Cause that's when you get all your wisdom and crap <laughs> that happens to you. Thank yeah. God for the crap that yeah. comes your way. Yeah. Cause... Because then you can look back and you can see, Oh, and, and, and maybe you get an opportunity to like, if I saw that kid, that Mormon young man, yeah. I, wherever he is, if, I, 
I would want to hug him and get on my knees and beg his forgiveness, you know, because I questioning his faith from or for making him be confused about his own yeah, faith. Yeah, it's just this is so you know stuff. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know other people who have stories that are similar to that who have been in ministry and just feel terrible about feeling like they just were not sensitive yeah. to another human and just had their agenda that they just, right. you know, so. I wonder sometimes about the woman. I, I, I suspect she's probably no longer alive, but I sometimes wonder about the woman who sat and told a group of very young married women, uh, jazzercise is of the devil. <laughs> there comes that southern accent again. Jazzercise <laughs> is of the devil. Ladies, we need to Hallelujah. take good care of Hallelujah. our bodies. Can Hallelujah. I get an amen? Hallelujah. We need to be there for our husbands, but jazzercise is of the <laughs> devil. And I remember just sitting there, and I might have even brought this up before, but I just remember sitting there and looking around at all these young women who were really trying to do really trying to take care of their bodies. They also enjoyed music. And now all of a sudden they're being told right. that as a good young wife, you know, especially as a young, good young Christian wife, you need to give up jazzercise, you but, know. But you still need to look good for your husband. You so so you, need, you need to figure out another way to exercise. And That's not jazzercise. <laughs> I mean, you need to have a southern accent while you're doing it. Oh, my goodness. Um, but these are just... These are the kinds of things that in, in, in your passion and in your beliefs about something um, can be, you can, you can chip away at a person's soul yeah. or at a person's, you know, and, and it all comes from a well-meaning place. It does. It does. It really does. I've seen so many people, you know, with vaccines to vaccinate, to not, to, to, to mask, to not, uh, mm -hmm. all these back and forth. And, you know, the argument has been, well, the vaccine is experimental because it hasn't yet been passed by the FDA. Mm-hmm. Although I, I know that they're doing that very soon. And, yeah. you know, I have an, an aunt who has worked with immunology for a very, very long time. I have no reasons to doubt the science because of right. these things I know personally. Right. doesn't matter. I, I respect other people not understanding or not believing things the way I do. That's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that you see uh, some, so many people selling experimental products mm -hmm. like body wraps and vitamins and you know Shackley and Amway and you know mm -hmm. it wraps it body wraps and you know it just goes on and on and on and and this has been going on for years and years yeah actually for thousands of years think about the snake salesmen and the snake oil salesmen and, right and all of this you know experimental treatment mm -hmm. that has been going on for you know thousands of years mm -hmm. actually and some of it has then been studied further and has turned into the medications that we are right. dependent on today. Right. right. And some of it has been long ago dismissed, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so it, it, it's always interesting to me that this very same people who sell these experimental pro uh, products and, and swear by them also won't won't get a vaccine. Yeah. And so we humans are very interesting. We're very complex. We're very complicated. <laughs> We're very confused. We are. <laughs> we really are. And you know, it's it's just about respecting and loving people for exactly where they are. Yep. Yep. You know, and and that's what I, 
you know, cousin. Go well. Go ahead. Well, that's just what my cousin wanted me to know is that she, you know, she was in a place where she honestly thought she was, you know, selling me a Shackley product that was very important for me to have, and she's sorry now. Um, But you know, I, I mean, listen, I have used Shackley. It wraps. Um, Amway. I mean, well, I've used all those products I, over the years, and some of them I would probably still buy if I had an I, opportunity. I still, I every day pretty much take a supplement that on the jar says this is not FDA approved. Approved. There you so, go. So you know, um, there are a lot of things that just haven't had the the hours or official scientific studies that. You know, you read about on different websites, and even that sometimes it's like, well, okay, you know, for the most part, what I'm reading says that this particular supplement is safe and good, and will do this and that, and mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily approved, right? Yet I'm taking it and trusting it, and haven't had any adverse reactions, no. right? And I got the vaccine and didn't have any adverse reactions, I did not and either. then um, some people have had adverse reactions, and so I totally get. The mentality of it all. Mm-hmm. I understand being afraid of it. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I, I was def- deathly afraid. Yeah. You know, and yeah. well, it's funny because when I went in to get, um, when my had that back thing, right, 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 and and the young man who did my X-ray, my chest X-ray, because mm-hmm. my doctor sent me in there, and and he said, what what side of your body is hurting? And I said, this side. And he asked he asked me, he goes, what arm did you get your vaccine in? And I said, well, this one. And uh-huh. and he didn't say anything, but I thought it was interesting that he asked me that. In other words, is my vaccine the fact that, but it was months ago that I got my vaccine. Yeah. And now three months later, I'm having this thing on this side yeah. in sort of this arm. Well, they are finding that like women in mammograms and stuff like that, that the lymph nodes, which are still processing the the vaccine, mm-hmm. um, have shown a little bit of a swelling or yeah. you know inflammation or yeah. that kind of thing. And, yeah. and it's not considered dangerous. But, you know, 10 years from now or 100 years from now, I mean, find- there's a lot of things that, you know, that we've done a lot of smoking. We've done a lot of, there's been a lot of things that people do that then they discover down the road. So I just have to trust today yeah. and believe in today and do the very best I can with what I know today. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, hope that, you know, you know, you can do your research as best you can. It's sometimes that can be overwhelming. I, I know that one thing that I do that I absolutely should not is if I have any weird medical symptom, I should just not go Google it. Not you should stay off of Doctor Google I need because to stay he does off. not have his degree. I have my <laughs> one of my doctors that he's he's not my doctor anymore because he changed to be what's it called when you become a boutique doctor. Oh, okay, yeah. So he yeah, changed yeah, yeah. to that, and okay. we opted to not do that. But when you get on the scale, you know, every time anyone goes into the doctor, you've got to get on that doctor scale, which really tells you how much you weigh. Which evil that it's, is. Evil. It's the evil doctor scale. <laughs> But right there, right in front of the thing, it says um, something like, you know, do you think that, you know, Google knows more than me? I have a degree or whatever it says. That's hilarious. So it must be an issue with a lot of folks if it's posted right there where every single patient who's going to go in there in a day is going to see that. Get off of Google. You know, it's, you know, okay, so um, niacin. Mm-hmm. Okay, so niacin is, you know, it's in the vitamin B family, yeah. and it's, um, but it is, you're not supposed to have too much niacin right. in your body. Well, it they can put be it in, toxic. They put it in energy drinks and stuff. Right. And it 
but it can be toxic. So, um, you know, and, and some people have an extreme allergy to niacin. And they turn red. And they turn really, really red. Mm-hmm. So this morning I was listening to a particular podcast, and um, they were talking about in this particular religion that she was a part of in her past, mm-hmm. they do a niacin treatments. And you are given large amounts of niacin. And then, and then the next day or the next week, you're, you're to add that, you're to add more to that. And then really? that, yes. So, and then your body would just get flush and your face would get flush. And this was, according to this particular practice, this was, you know. Like your cleansing? The, yeah, it was a cleansing. And it was all the wrongs of your past and all of what your. What religion is that, Ruth? <laughs> You don't have to say it on here. I'm not going to say it out loud. All right, you can tell me when we're done. And this cleansing then, and this this, this flushing was proof mm-hmm. that this evil stuff or bad stuff was, was coming out of you. Wow. Okay? Now, my uh, mother, I didn't know this, but my mother apparently had a very adverse reaction to niacin several years ago. I didn't know that. I think she was living out of town at the time, and for whatever reason, I didn't know that. But a few weeks ago, my niece ended up in the hospital because she had done some Dr. Google and discovered that niacin was something that really helped with um with cleansing and um, boosting your, you know, your energy mm-hmm. and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, so she, she decided to try niacin. And within an hour or maybe 30 minutes, she was covered in welts and <gasps> hives from head God. to toe. Oh, and she ended up heading off to the, she ended up having to have an ambulance called and she ended up in the hospital. Um, and, you know, it only took a couple of hours for them to give her some Benadryl and mm-hmm. stuff and to kind of, you know, get her back on track. But she is somebody that can never take niacin. Wow. And knowing that my mother, who is her grandmother, had had an adverse reaction to the niacin. Okay. But it makes me think there is a religious organization that prescribes that with the idea that that is good for everybody. It seems like there could potentially be some sort of issues there if somebody were to do that and then really have a bad... Right, and have a bad reaction. Mm-hmm. But what happens in this in this in this religion religious organization where they do the niacin treatments is that the worse your reaction, the more likely it is that the bad stuff is coming out. And you know, here's the thing: is that my my point is is that wow. all of That's us fascinating. All of us have, um, in the name of being the best we can be. Mm-hmm. We will fall for stuff. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we'll fall for stuff all the time oh, I know. in an effort to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about all the advertisements that we fall prey to. And I'm I'm guilty of it. And, and I went actually to church uh, for the first time in a long time on Sunday to, to Lily's church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was giving a great talk about wisdom. And she was saying how she got sucked into buying something on a, on an ad. Yeah. And that, you know, so many times, you know, we we buy this bill of goods that, you know, our houses aren't clean enough, our faces aren't pretty enough, our skin isn't soft enough, our 
you know, yeah. our face is too hairy or whatever, you yeah. know. And so we buy all these things. We buy the snake oil that we, the salesman are trying to we, get. We buy it. Yeah, yeah, we buy it. And 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 we're all, you know, susceptible susceptible to it. Um, so then it's just, I mean, I'm very susceptible to it. I know, it, especially for skin creams. Oh, it's going to make you look <laughs> 10 years younger. <laughs> yeah. Preferably 20. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, you know, and I, you being you've a self-admitted hypochondriac, yeah, I'm sure that I am. that you are, you know, the perfect. Um, well, any supplements? I mean, I, I, and then so I, I'm I've subscribed to these stupid websites, thinking that I'm going to learn a bunch of stuff, and maybe at first I find them interesting, and then now I've got like three or four things, and I'm getting emails. And then you try to get off of them because. And then you can't get off of it. And yeah. then you get ads on your Facebook page because all you did is click to look at a certain vitamin. And now they're selling it to you on your Facebook page. And right. it's like, can I just throw the computer away and, and like come up with a new a new handle? <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> with new algorithms because uh, I don't want to get this anymore. And never subscribe to any of it because right. I get t- tired of it. I get it's, It inundates my life and, you know. Yeah. But but then I'll see something and I'll, oh, that looks kind of cool. And then I'll go down that rabbit hole again. Look at that. Look at that girl's smooth hair. Mm-hmm. You know, forgetting the fact that she's 17 years old right. and she's never dyed her hair in her life. Right. And so unlike us. Right. It's like <laughs> who have kind hello. of taken advantage of, you know, have not taken care of our hair quite the way she did. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the, the particular product that that my friend uh, Lily had bought was something about it was to get rid of mosquitoes. Oh. Now I don't know what's going on in my house right now, but there I have so many mosquitoes. I get torn up by these mosquitoes and John doesn't get any. So this morning our bug guy was at the house. This is fascinating. There is a particular kind of a mosquito called a I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And he said so I happened to kill one while called an SOB. Yeah, (laughs) while the bug guy was there, so I walked out and I said, "This is the mosquito that is biting me." And he goes, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Those are the worst." He goes, "Those kind fly around all day and will bite you." And he said that they bite everybody, but not everybody is allergic. And he said the other kind, there's another other varieties that like hide around and will come out in the morning and in the night only. But these guys, so all day. So I went around my house this morning. I killed like 10 that were just hanging around in my house. But there's no water around my house. (sighs) Anyway. Well, and the mosquito abatement people will tell you that they're letting these mosquitoes go that are, you know, that are only male mosquitoes or whatever. So they're not, you know, out there procreating right. and their their purpose wow. is just to eat the larva. And you're like, how can you tell? I how can you tell that you're just letting male mosquitoes go? Because I'm getting bit constantly. So anyway, yeah, we digress with the mosquito story. <laughs> but it sort of goes along with buying things that we don't need. And so, you know. Absolutely. And getting sucked into, you know, just we get sucked into what the world has to offer instead of looking inward and figuring out what we need. And there's so many things like that that we as humans do. I just want to say, too, before we close, um, um, I don't I I always feel bad when I start talking in my southern accent. (laughs) And it really does. It's specific to 
those kind of preachers. The televangelist kind it, of It thing, really right? is specific yeah. to those. So if you're out there listening and, you, and you, you're from the and, south. And you're from the south. I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of some televangelist guy that I heard years ago that made me mad. And, right. <laughs> well, and so. the church lady from, yeah. you know, Saturday Night yeah. Live yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I know. I, I know. I know your heart and yeah. I hope everybody else <laughs> so. knows your heart. Um, but I, I think that it's it's important to show people grace for where they're at yep. because like, I, you know, and if, if, if you're trying to sell something that somebody doesn't want to buy, whether it's a political belief mm-hmm. or a religious belief or and there's no reason to call them names. Exactly. There's no reason to tear them down. Exactly. You know, they're in a different place, and that's okay. Well, and it sounds like your niece today had a great yeah, your co- yeah, cousin yeah. had a grace moment of just, you know, and it sounds like you're going to get like an, another chance to have a different kind of a yeah, conversation with so. her moving forward. I hope so. And so that's just you know that's just really a that's just really a great thing yeah. to be able to. And it's hard to open your heart up to somebody who's who's hurt you in the past. It is, you know, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's also it's also beautiful. I remember we were talking about um, we had a friend. You and I were both at a funeral several years ago of a young man who died too soon. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he his one of his old college roommates mm-hmm. was talking about him and just telling these great stories about him just incredible stories mm-hmm. of sneaking out and going uh, uh, and yeah. driving and doing this and doing that and so much fun just having so much fun and me and the people sitting at our table we had known him a little bit later in his life after addiction had sort of taken, changed taken, taken over taken and over, yeah. and changed kind of who he was and my friend, you know, looked at me and he said, I feel so cheated. Mm-hmm. I feel cheated because I, I didn't know that guy. Yeah. I yeah. only knew the hard guy. Yeah. I, you know, I only knew the guy that was just always causing problems, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sad that I didn't know that guy. Yeah. And I think that when we see, you know, things on social media and we and people snap at somebody else because they're mad about this or why can't you believe this or why can't you do this? I think it's important to remember that that person those words, mm-hmm. that's because they're passionate about who they are right this minute. Yeah. But there's so much more. Everyone has this deep story that, you know, I mean, there's however many people are in this school right now. Yeah. Maybe there's 30 people walking around here. Right. Every single one of them has a story that's different from mine, that's different from yours, that's colored with their different glasses, mm-hmm. that's that's littered and rained on with all the things that they've been handed most all of them were from different cities different countries yeah, yeah. I mean, these are just, just yeah we're, so we're so different and so it's important to show each other grace and know that when you know somebody's mad at you because you won't get the vaccine or you will get the vaccine or you won't wear a mask or you do wear a mask <laughs> yeah instead wow. of instead of fighting about all of that you know, I think it's okay to have a healthy dialogue if, in fact, you can have a healthy mm-hmm. dialogue. Mm-hmm. If not, understand that that they're in a in a place that's different than you. Right. That I'm in a place that's different than them. Right. And I I try, I try to show grace. Sounds, I, I try to. I do too. I really do, and don't do it all the time. But I feel like if I can do it 
80, 90% of the time, that's pretty darn good. <laughs> exactly. And as a human, boy, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, if I if I make only 100 mistakes a day, boy, that's a good day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, on that note, we love you all, and um, we, we, we hope you are enjoying our podcast, and, and if you like us, um, yeah, if you like us, just follow us on Facebook, um, Dancing with Skeletons. Go to our website, dancingwithskeletons.net. Um, you can find me on Venmo. You can find Debbie on Venmo. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to grow this and grow our time together and grow our opportunities. Mm-hmm, really and so like if you feel like supporting that, that would be awesome. Um, maybe we'll set up a Patreon so that we can have some extra stuff for you all to take part in. But we do. We love you and we want mm-hmm. to keep talking to you and, yep. and we want to talk with you. Yeah. Not just at you, but yeah. with you. With you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. See you next week. Have a great day, Deb. Bye.